But no, like the whole point is that, how do I best explain it? She has teeth there. She also has all the accoutrement of a normal lady cavern, but teeth as well. And so, you know, it would just be better if you watched it, but I understand. It's very... Anyways, yeah, no, that's how I remember the Care Bears movie. Um, So, oh, hi, everybody! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Obscure Chatter. I am your host, Terry Doty. If it's your first time joining, I was going to say us, which it technically is. There is a engineer slash co-producer slash co-creator on the other side of the booth. But you're in the booth with me, kind of. I like to think as though I'm just kind of shooting the shit over a beer or something with you guys. But in reality, it's barely, like, the evening as I'm recording this. And uh, just not (laughs) uh, drinking. I'm drinking a giant Stanley cup of water. And uh, it's pink and it's beautiful. And it's filled with delicious filtered water because city water is questionable. But yes, welcome. Again, first time joining us. It's going to be pretty chill. I appreciate you listening. If you're listening to this on your drive time, I'm sorry about the traffic. Or hey, isn't it great that you're making such great time? Or uh, wow, I'm listening to this instead of that audiobook that I've been meaning to check out. I'm so so sorry. <laughs> um, well, I uh, it's been a minute. Can't believe it's almost April, which for moi is my birthday, which uh, uh, like I was recording um, last week and, uh, you know, a friend is like, hey, we need to get together soon. And it's someone that I would actually hang out with, not someone that's like, yeah, we should hang out and then just never follow through. Um, But uh, she's like, yeah, like, what are you doing in the next couple of weeks? The next weeks are kind of busy. And I left it at that. And she went, oh, you got a bunch of stuff. I'm like, well, you know, know, like I'm taking uh, the first week of April off. I kind of always try to take it easy and everything. Uh, And she's like, oh, why? I'm like, fuck. Uh, It's it's my birthday. Uh, I've gotten better about celebrating it. But just growing up, especially whenever uh, my family was still going to church, I hope any time I kind of wanted a birthday, my birthday is April 4th, kind of wanted a birthday. It typically fell around Easter Sunday, um, and so not a lot of people showed up um, where my mother would definitely be like, I told you, I told you no one was going to show up, which is exactly what you want a parent to say when you feel <laughs> like a giant loser because nobody came to your party except for your brother's friends that are also heathens. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, um, there have been some really cool birthdays. There have also been some really, like, down birthdays where having such a great support system and great found family where it's like, hey, do you want to do anything or do you just want to chill? I don't know. I, I can't be alone there. Like, not all birthdays are created equal and not all families or, you know, family setups are really made to be, like, celebratory. Uh, I'd say probably my... I've had some pretty cool birthdays. But um, 
there was just a there was just a point where after 21 you go what am i do i do i really do this thing i mean i think we all know those people like it's my birthday month like oh, girl you're taking the whole month like i think you're great but a fucking month or it's my birthday week which i mean i'll chill <laughs> during that week a little bit you know that's the beauty of being freelance is being like hey you know i'll still audition and uh <laughs> uh maybe record here and there that week but other than that like hey cut yourself a break da 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 be chill uh there are people that are like no every day is going to be an another thing for my birthday like ah uh, for me, it was always, and I still am that way uh, here and there. Birthdays are a little weird. As I've mentioned in the past, I'm estranged from most of my living relatives. Why did I say living relatives? Like, I'm just chilling with my deceased relatives, which would make a pretty great show. It'd be very interesting. I'm sure it's already been done. Someone point me to the uh, Simpsons did it or something. I don't know. But, um... Uh, like, birthdays were always a really big anxiety thing whenever I was hanging out with family. Uh, you know, I, uh, there were some cool ones, I think. I remember one in the fifth grade where I got to get out of school for lunch, and my mom took me to a hibachi, which I'd never been to, and I thought, like, this was the height of sophistication. Like, oh my god, my friends are gonna be so jealous of me. <laughs> Like, I saw an onion volcano. Like, they don't even fucking know how amazing, like, life is. <laughs> but uh, I've always been obsessed with Chinese food, so Chinese foods are really easy. Like, we don't know what to do for Terry's birthday. Like, let's take her to a really either up uppity, like, Chinese food place or a really weird hole-in-the-wall place. Good or bad? I, like, that is, I, I don't know who needs that note in their brain. Um, I'll put the weirdest stuff that I mentioned uh, <laughs> on either my That Anime Show former podcast or this one. Like, some of the weirdest, like, little, like, tidbits. Like, for some reason, my blood type is on Anime News Network. I think we were talking about it during um, a blood drive or something. Uh, but like my blood, like my uh, my blood type is on Anime News Network, which I know is a bigger deal for a lot of Japanese talent than it is for American talent. But thanks. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and put you know uh, obsessed with Chinese food to an unhealthy degree. Uh, but, yeah, uh, like another one which was really great. Um, I have a fantastic partner that knows when I need to step away and also when he's like, hey, you need to get out of your head because, like, let's celebrate. And um, my 30th birthday, that was a big one. Uh, we did uh, horseback riding with a bunch of my friends. That was how some friends found out they were allergic to horses. Um... I had a friend bring a giant trunk of porn uh, and tried to get me to pick something. They were selling like a like a wholesale 
porn distributor. If you know who I'm talking about, you know. If you know, you know. You know? <laughs> um, but you see, like, all these, like, little girls with their ponies walking around, and there's, like, giant glass dildos and, you know, like, California blood, butt sluts, like, 15. Like, dude, shut your fucking trunk. What are you doing? I'm good. Because let's be real, even if there were something there that I was interested in, I'm sure as fuck not going to pick something that they know I just, like, have. (laughs) No. But they also have no memory of this now. Like, I recently brought it up to them, and they have no memory of this. But they 100% said that sounds like something that they would do. Uh, yeah, no, and then uh, we all finished horseback riding, and then we went to a movie tavern and watched uh, Captain America Winter Soldier and just chilled. That was a great birthday. Uh, I'm not a big, like, woo, event person, uh, which you could definitely tear apart psychologically. But there was, I think, after my 21st birthday, I was hanging out with my friend Buck, and Buck was like, I really don't do anything I'm, like on anything other than the fives and tens. Like, and I kind of adopted that too. Like, 35, oh, oh, 35 was a Viking-themed birthday. My best friend at the time and Stephen decided that it should be Viking-themed because they jokingly, this is in no way factual, at least that I know of, but they jokingly said, well, if you were a Viking, uh, you know, a Viking... But, you know, at 35, you'd be close to dead. Uh, And they kind of just rolled with that. (laughs) Viking-themed food. uh, People, some people came dressed up. Other people just came for the awkward conversation. (laughs) And, yeah, uh, it was interesting. A friend showed up in a loincloth type thing, and they definitely drove there or rode to the party on their motorcycle like that. And it was not a lot. He's a very pasty, pasty individual. So it was, I appreciated the effort. But yeah, like this one, uh, this is a uh, an interesting thing. Uh, some people, namely actors, are really weird about divulging their age. Um. That was never really stressed to me, but I've never really been like, a, hey, you're going to do a bunch of on-camera stuff or whatever. So I, I don't get the appeal of really hiding your age or being like mm, cloak and dagger with it as a voice actor. But uh, I, I guess I get it is because the second you put it out there, especially if you're female, uh, like it, there is something about like, oh, well. She's 35. Can she play a teenager? I'm like, this bitch has been playing a teenager for, like, 20 years. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm about to be 39. So keeping it chill. Going to do a nice dinner um, uh, the weekend before my birthday with some friends. Keeping it small. Uh, just going to one of my favorite places, which is um, in the Fort Worth Stockyards area called Lonesome Dove. Uh, it's owned by a former competitor of Top Chef, uh, Tim Love, I believe. It's 
really cool. And uh, yeah, you know, it's something that you wouldn't go to all the time, but it's fun. We've been there before. They're really chill. And then on my birthday, uh, my request was I recently got back into collecting BHSs. And uh, I have an eBay obsession, uh, getting factory-sealed VHSs that have never been opened. Like, I just got Hellraiser. I got my favorite Child's Play movie, which is Child's Play 2. It's the best as far as robotics for Chucky, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Kevin Yeager did the animatronics. And I really think the matching up of Brad Dorff's voiceover... I'm a big horror dork. If this is news to you, sorry. Um... It's my favorite. So that's the one that I really wanted to get on VHS. Got that. And I also got the entire first, like, the the real um, collection of all seven Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Uh, so that's one, two, three, four, five. Freddy's, uh, okay, no, wait, 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 wait. I've got to think about it. There's Nightmare on Elm Street, Fre- uh, Freddy's Revenge. Dream Warriors, Dream Master, Dream Child, Freddy's Dead, and New Nightmare. I literally, like, I had to count it off. I'm looking at my long-ass nails right now. Um, You're welcome. It's a dip. These aren't acrylic. Uh, Yeah, seven movies. Uh, I just want to have a Nightmare on Elm Street marathon. I've always loved that series. Uh, There are some movies that are better than others. Uh, Some that I usually skip that I've just gotten nostalgic for because I also have the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, three-hour documentary, which is actually a lot of fun. Um, But it had me appreciating uh, two more. uh, I can see the nuance a little more than I did when it got initially released. But, yeah, uh, that's all I want to do. Uh, is just watch horror movies on VHS and just chill, have some pizza. Uh, and one other thing is I'm still, I still consider myself a skeptic. But I'm open to more stuff now. Like, I've experienced a couple of things here and there. Like, if you watch or listen to that anime show... Um, I was a little more skeptical in my 20s than than I am now uh, about some stuff, but I just, I'm curious about some stuff, and Stephen and I have traveled a lot, and uh, one time when we were in New Orleans, we got him to do a reading with a psychic, and it was very interesting, the stuff that uh, he picked up on from Stephen, which a lot of people are like, oh, it's all a scam or whatever, but I mean, you know. It's interesting enough that Stephen found uh, a woman that's local to the DFW. There are a lot of, like, random places. And I've gone to a couple of places, um, but never really had, like, an experience. And I've friends, I've had friends do my tarot. And <sighs> if you're on TikTok like me, it's like, hey, if you're seeing this, there are no hashtags. You were meant to see this. And I'm like... Hmm. Well, after like the sixth one, you know, and like within five minutes of the other five, um, kind of thinking you can still find me somehow. But yeah, I, uh, he, Stephen scheduled a psychic for my birthday. So that could go really bad in a comical way. 
really bad in a psychic way, really good in a psychic way, really good in a comical way, or some other variance that I just haven't considered. But uh, yeah, we're going to do it uh, via Zoom, which is another interesting factor to this whole thing. If you're curious about how that turns out, I'm going to attempt to record it. I would not share the psychic's like actual reading, but might like record it and just like share some highlights or maybe do like a blog post or something on that. I'm I'm curious. It really does depend on how it all goes. Uh so we shall see. We'll just be able to see on that. But yeah, just getting ready for that. I've already gotten a, a few of my presents that which um if you're not watching Abbott Elementary I love that show, Quinta Brunson. Uh, I just, the second I kind of saw her in this show, which I'm like, wow, is that Shirley Ralph? And uh, <laughs> the kid from Everybody Hates Chris and a very short scent on The Walking Dead, but we won't talk about that. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, and the nanny from The Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap. Um, it... Uh, I'm really into it. I love this. Um, I was born in Philadelphia. This is based in Philadelphia. I, I just really, really like it. But uh, for a Valentine's Day episode in season two, the character of Gregory gives his Valentine a Lego flower bouquet because she's allergic to flowers. And I thought that was so sweet. His girlfriend hated it hated it. But I mentioned it to Stephen just on a whim, and he found it. And I actually showed him the clip because he's not really into Abbott Elementary. Um, and he he didn't know he found the exact one from the show. But uh, I'm going to put that together during my, like, April week off, um, too. I'm really excited about that. Got this decal to pimp out my relatively new ride, new to me, ride, but I'm not going to tell you about that because I'm really paranoid about, like, people just kind of finding me in the wild. It happens. It, uh, like, I I don't know, unless I'm scheduled to interact with people, if people recognize me, you have to approach me in a very specific way in order for me not to be awkward as fuck or run away, which I have done. <laughs> uh, like, I, I forget what movie I was watching Oh, my God. What movie was I watching? I think it was, oh, my God. I don't remember. Uh, But it was, like, a late, like, we we got out of there after one. And I, like, walked out with Steven and my former best friend. We were, like, walking out. And you just hear, oh, my God, that's Jerry. And uh, I, like, went, we got to (laughs) go. And just fucking bolted to my car. Which, I'm like, I, I don't know why I did that. I just, I wasn't wearing any makeup. I'm really awkward. Uh, I'm on the spectrum. I don't know. Like, take your pick. Take your pick. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, like, so with my car, I used to have a very identifiable car. I used to have a PT Cruiser with flames on it and then constantly wonder how people knew where I was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, wow, it's like driving the Batmobile around and Bruce Wayne getting pissed that, like, they, or not Bruce Wayne, excuse me, Batman, not necessarily Bruce Wayne. If you have not figured out that Batman is Bruce Wayne, 
or vice versa, however you want to look at it. I am sorry that I ruined the, the suspense for you, but um, he gave you all the clues. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, he, Stephen got me this really cool decal that I've been kind of geeking out about because I like a uh, little spooky stuff. You know, I, I do a lot of iron patches with like horror stuff and uh, decals of like spooky things. So just not going to share what it is, but I'm excited. I'm excited. Also, I'm deeply paranoid about putting too many uh, like identifiers on my car. Like, that's what something random that I always kind of think about is, like, you know, when you're behind a car that says, like, my kid got straight A's at da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, what are you doing? You just told me where your kid goes. I, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Or, like, I'm a, you know, I'm a soccer mom at da-da-da-da-da. Like, cool, now I know how to stalk you. Like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Uh, maybe I'm being a little overly paranoid. And then uh, another thing, but um, what was it? I have recently gotten into not killing my plants. Can anyone else relate to that? <laughs> uh, and uh, I wanted. I've just been using like a giant like fuzzies taco, like giant. Uh, you know, um, you can take this home plastic cup, like souvenir cup, whatever the fuck they call them. Um, which you never remember to bring the next time you're there. Uh, and uh, just been using that to water my plants, uh, which even uh, a plant, an aloe that I got last year for my birthday from one of my hosts uh, when I was still working at the ad agency, working on a live video commerce show. Um, my host gave me a little uh, aloe vera plant in a unicorn potter. Uh, and I have, he's still alive, I think. So it's been uh, a lot of fun actually keeping it alive with proper sunlight and proper nutrition. Uh, a couple of other things are possibly dead. But yeah, like um, just chilling with those. But uh, Stephen got me. He kind of hyped it up in a weird way, I'm going to be honest. He hyped it up in a way he's like, uh, so, yeah, another one of your presents is coming in, and it's actually vintage. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, well, it's considered vintage because it's from 1996. I'm like, oh. And in my head, I'm like, I, 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 I'm I, not a big fan of surprises. Um, for, for gifts, it's fine. Like, what's really cool is just seeing, like, hey, thought of this for you. And... Like, that's not really a surprise to me. It's just like, oh, cool. And most of the time, if someone's like, hey, I thought of this for you, it's not like a, you thought of this for me? Try, Yeah, like, but uh, just being surprised adds a whole new level of anxiety. Please tell me I am not alone there. But um, So he, he's like, I don't want to spoil it, but it's this. And when I opened it, I, like, legit, it was packed like they didn't want me to get into it, which was interesting. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I had to cut it several times in clear tape that was taped all over a bubble wrap thing. Uh, so I finally get into it, and it's this really adorable, like, elephant, uh, oh, my God, watering can, you know, where the, the trunk is the spout. Uh, very, very cute. Very, very cute. But I'm like, this was made in 1996. Like, 
All right. Uh, I love it. It's very adorable, but I was just like, oh, I, I, uh, you ever worry, like, when someone gives you something that you're not giving the right reaction again? It's like, I hope they know that I think it's very awesome that they thought of me. But it was just like, hmm. Hmm. Okay. This is really cool, and I really needed this, and this is adorable. But I don't know if I elicited the, the right reaction. Uh, it was, like, a little dirty, but Steve, you could tell Stephen was stewing a little bit. He's like, I know it's vintage, but they could have cleaned it more. And just like this, he's like, do you like it? I'm like, I like it, but I'm feeling a lot of anxiety from you. And he's like, I'm just, I'm a little mad. <laughs> a little mad that it's not cleaner. And I'm like, I mean, I am too, but I, I like it. And it brings me joy when I look at it. And then at the end of the day, isn't that, isn't that pretty great? All of this was weeks before, like right now. Again, my birthday has not happened yet. We are both the worst at giving each other presents around the actual birthday or holiday at all, like uh, anniversaries. The second it comes in, I get so much anxiety. I'm like, do you want it now? Do you want the present now? I haven't even wrapped it. I rarely wrap things. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, so more things coming. Uh, just looking forward to hanging out and keeping it chill. There is some anxiety about perhaps what people that I am estranged from will attempt to do. Definitely had flowers delivered that I wasn't uh, particularly keen on keeping or, you know, just <laughs> uh, passive-aggressive text messages. and like, this is supposed to be a happy birthday text. That's interesting. But, you know, it's a birthday. <laughs> it's a birthday. Like, next year, I... Hmm. With a... I've always wanted to, like, for Stephen's 40th birthday, spoiler alert, um, Stephen just in February turned 45. For his 40th birthday, I really wanted to do something big. He had never been to New York, and I really hadn't been to New York as an adult. I think I'd driven through it here and there, but I did go through to it a couple of times as a kid. Um, but never as an adult, and never with some money. So, uh, got and also, Stephen had never flown first class. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to do this upright. And coordinated with some friends, like uh, friend Sabbath hooked him, hooked us up with a hotel stay, um, which we still had to pay property tax on because New York's going to New York. Um, I mean that in a good way. I love New York so fucking much. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I, I, I just feel at home there. I, I love it. And if it weren't so expensive, uh, I I would live there. I really would. I do love the idea of going back to the Northeast, uh, especially just with all the stupid shit happening right now, especially in the South. Um, it, it, it is kind of hard, and it's also hard for basically anybody that considers themselves other or an ally to other or a friend to other. N- ally and friend can be different here believe it or not but we can get into that at another point in the show perhaps uh but um yeah got there like actually uh first class was great um and as i was waiting for the bathroom i have i don't i forget how many tattoos i have i have at least 13 but one of them is on my right wrist and it's a doodle that i used to do of steven 
Um, there was a point where one year I decided to take a photo of him every day. He doesn't like to have his photo taken, but I think he takes phenomenal photos that apparently only I can capture, which there there's something to that. I know like a lot of uh, subjects for photographers are really not someone that could, you know, be such a, a great subject for another photographer. You know, it. I, I'm saying, not saying that I'm fully a photographer, but uh, I do get sh- very cool shots of him that I know nobody else could get. So there was a point where I, I was doing like back-to-back conventions or like, like you know, two conventions back-to-back, you know, weekends, and then like be home for a month and then like, hey, convention, convention which I would never do again. Conventions just really take a lot of energy and time, especially when there's still a pandemic to consider, uh, which is why I haven't said yes to any that I've, uh, I've been in negotiations with, really, aside from, like, local stuff. But that's another thing. But, yeah, um, just I decided to, if I couldn't take a photo of him every day, um, to doodle him in a weird spot wherever I was. And, uh, yeah, I would, like, be in downtown Bangor and just, like, uh, chalk doodle him somewhere. And eventually I got the the doodle that I did of him tattooed on me. And I also doodle myself. <laughs> I doodle myself. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe she said that. Um, who am I talking about? But, uh, yeah, um, so as I was waiting for the bathroom... In first class, the flight attendant went, oh, my God, is that your husband? And, uh, you know, because she was the flight attendant waiting on us, um, said, yeah. She's like, that is adorable. Oh, my gosh. So is this your first time in New York? I'm like, no, actually, uh, it's just my first time as an adult and as his first time. And it's for, you know, his 40th birthday. She's like, oh, my God, that's so great. So as we were deplaning, um, we uh, uh the the flight attendant had this giant black bag of stuff and she went happy birthday she talked like alexis from schitt's creek and it was this giant i i took a photo of it um but uh this giant sack of alcohol some beers and a lot of like those single serving uh bottles of liquor and it it was very very sweet uh and <laughs> there were mistakes that were made that trip. Like, I tried to break in new boots on our first full day, and my f- my f- feet bled, actually, so bad that uh, toward the end of our first day, it was us searching for sneakers because it didn't bring any chucks or anything, and getting these all-black chucks and just wrapping my feet for the rest of the trip, which is so sad. But, uh, you know, we, we got to have a lot of great food. We saw some friends that live in New York and, uh, like, a lot of great food. Uh, one of my favorite food, like, food experiences ever is a place called Kung Fu Kitchen. Um, just so fucking delicious. Uh, met up with my friends Tiffany and Tasha and had some great, uh, found like a, this great like Korean place that is kind of a hidden gem that, you know, Tiffany knew about. So we had some really great fried chicken, chilled out, went to the Museum of Natural History. But our, I want to say Lyft or Uber, there was this one thing in the Northeast at the time that 
was a rideshare service. It's just not there anymore, but it was like much cheaper than Uber or Lyft. Uh, they dropped us off in the wrong place. So we actually just like entered where employees did <laughs> and they didn't check us or anything, which, you know, we're, we're Texans. So we have knives and shit on us. And, and they were just like, yeah, go ahead. And we just beat the crowd and immediately entered, I think, through like just the, the proper science thing where you're like, hey, this is how much I weigh on Neptune. How much is that? Don't worry about it. But um, yeah, it was just a great trip. Uh, a whole mess of other stuff. So Stephen, he really is thinking about the, my 40th birthday. I've always wanted to go to Ireland. And just with the way things are going, I just don't see Ireland happening. Like, Steve was like, yeah, no, like, I just looked up first-class tickets, and it would be like $20,000 just for the tickets. Oh, (laughs) that sounds reasonable, sure. Uh, But trying to figure out something to do. Um, I'm not a big fan of planning my own stuff, but uh, open to suggestions there. Maybe it'll just be another VHS birthday. I don't know. But uh, 40 seems like one where we could really do something up. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll do an old maid theme and everybody will come, like, (laughs) dressed like me or some shit. I don't know. Or, like, the actual, like, old maid from, like, the game old maid. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Actually, that sounds great. Let's charge a cover at the door. You know? I don't know. But, um, hmm. It'll be interesting. If you have any phenomenal birthday stories that you think I should hear about, please tag me on Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, Hive, trying to think of the other ones, TikTok, if that's still around by the time this fucking airs, uh, that's a whole thing. We're not going to get into that. No, 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 no. But I really do, yeah, like just kind of going into April with just positive energy. March is always kind of a weird slowdown time. But also I, you know, I quit this soul-sucking advertising job in October. And I immediately hit the ground running with – uh doing some stuff and it has slowed down a little bit but it always kind of does but I was explaining this um I just got my my hair touched up to my hairstylist and she's been my hairstylist for I want to say at least six years uh at least like we talk about everything like we talk about marriage and uh motherhood and all all sorts of shit she's great um and just also, I, I trust her. Uh, you need uh, you need to really have a certain level of trust when someone decides to dye your hair blue and green and all that shit. Uh, but we were talking about her sister-in-law, who, her sister or sister-in-law, who, you know, is like, uh, her kids are grown and out of the house. So she quit being an accountant to, you know, finally, like, take a shot. And I was like, what, what's she doing now? Like, she just finished school uh, to be, uh, you know, training to be a flight attendant. And that's a big deal for a lot of people. Like, it's it's fascinating. I tried to explain to Stephen, you know, a little bit. Uh, I've got friends that were just so excited to be flight attendants. I think it's a really interesting way to find a way to travel. Um, but, man, 
guys have to put up with a lot. But, uh, yeah, it's something that, you know, her sister, uh, let's say sister instead of sister-in-law, has always wanted to do. So, hey, you know what? Why not? Fucking, the time is now. He's like, well, yeah, she just turned 40, you know, so da-da-da-da-da. And I was kind of like, fuck you a little bit, (laughs) because I'm about to be 39, and you're talking like, uh, well, yeah, it's now or never. Like, you're basically geriatric, uh, which... I'm sure some people who don't like me would agree with, and maybe some people that even like me. But I don't know. I was kind of saying, like, I get it in the context that I took the job in advertising knowing that it was completely different than what I was doing because I needed to know. I just needed to know what the other side of it was. Uh, when you're a creative, especially when you realize you want to be creative early on in your life, you are immediately met with the obstacle of, hey, you know you're not going to make a lot of money if you do this. And if you do do this and you're successful, it's going to be years before you're, success- you're successful. You're going to struggle a lot. Are you willing to do that? And the answer was always yes. And... Uh, when I said yes to the job, I wasn't struggling. I I will say now, hindsight 2020, I was complacent about the opportunities I was getting. Like, that's uncomfortable for me to admit that I was complaining about consistently working because of the kind of work I was getting um, or the offers that I was getting. It's so stupid. I... Uh, <laughs> I really want to, like, go back and, like, kick my own ass. Uh, It's just being ungrateful for some stuff. I will say it's not necessarily feeling ungrateful. Maybe I'm being too harsh on myself. It's feeling a little stagnant, you know? Um, But knowing now that I feel as though in some ways taking that more or less year off, I I lost some momentum. Um, So it is really fortunate that as I quit – um, shows that I was in years ago came back. Like, there are things that I'm doing now, like Bufuri, which I've talked about before. Like, I'm so grateful that came back. Uzaki-chan coming back. That's great. And there have been other things, too. And things I'm recording, like, I recorded this week and that I'm recording next week. It's like, wow. So, so fucking lucky. Um, but, uh, and and I'm attacking it in a different way this time because of the experience I had last year where uh, I don't allow myself to sleep in unless it's the weekend, which unless I had something scheduled before, unless I had work already on the books, um, at least a day in advance, I wouldn't. Uh, my argument was sleep is more important. Um, but now I just adjust when I go to bed, which is newfangled. For Terry, my goodness, you just woke up so early, but the the way that you still got the amount of sleep that you needed was to go to bed early. Wow. Uh, you know, explain more about that. But uh, <laughs> not really. It's just, um, uh, like, I, I'm just feeling better about this stuff. And... It's, this is just a reminder to take advantage of every opportunity that presents itself as long as it sits right with you. Because I had posted something 
um, the other day, which some people kind of took in a weird way, but I mean, take it how you're going to take it. Uh, tried to explain like what I truly meant, and that seemed to placate them. Uh, but uh, there was someone that was offered an audition is a friend. Uh, they were offered an audition, and it's something that they are not accustomed to auditioning or voicing, but I know how talented this person is. They are so fucking brilliant. They are consistently working, and they're working in a wheelhouse that is comfortable for them, but I don't know, the client, which they had to be a little cloak and dagger about with me, um, the client wanted them to do something that I know they can do. They're just not comfortable doing it because they rarely do it. Uh, They've only ever done it in a couple of auditions, and I guess they just, when you get comfortable, especially when you work consistently, if it's something that's always kind of in that same vein, you do stop if you're always working. You do stop kind of playing around with your your wheel your wheelhouse me like just doing the dumbest shit i i try to do different takes as i'm like kind of feeling out the copy and uh being like oh we'll see like here's how i would do it if i were playing oh pardon me if i were playing terry doty like just terry doty animated it's this. And references for that would be like Minati Koda in Wave Listen to Me or Moriko Morioka in Recovery of an MMO Junkie. But um, there are things that, uh, you know, in auditions are actually, there was uh, a show that I fully did this character. And it was something peppy and cute. It was my first Sundere character. It is not the character that everyone points to as my first Sundere because the character that I'm talking about never saw the light of day because the show was doing so poorly that um, it just, they just didn't release the episodes I was in. And I loved it so much that I asked for the raw files, uh, which Maybe I shouldn't have done, but just to hear what I did because I took chances. Um, and I was so comfortable with taking that chance that it pushed me to do more. But the friend, going back to the friend, the friend didn't want to do it because it was so out of their wheelhouse that what they did instead was say, they don't know that I can't do this. which fucking blew my mind. I'm like, okay, let's talk about some imposter syndrome shit. Now, there's definitely instances where I've said no to stuff that I'm not comfortable with. Either the content, the rate, what they ask. Like, a really big, like, red flag is like, so we're thinking a Spanish accent. Me, I am very selective when I do it. It's usually doing something that I, like, hearing, doing the accent that I am accustomed to hearing, the one that I grew up with around my relatives, namely my grandmother, who had the thickest accent. Uh, But uh, it always shocked people because she she was just, she had these pure white hair. Uh, She always kind of grimaced at stuff, but I guess people didn't, see her as Mexican until she talked and they're like, oh my God, and like she had the thickest accent out of anyone in my family. Um, and 
that's kind of what I do. But then there are times, there have been times where some people, based on base the auditions on your last name, which is really, really weird. Um, so if I say I'm Mexican, but you see Dodie on my resume, they think I'm doing a caricature of a voice, which I suppose is fair, but so many Hispanic people just don't have Hispanic last names. I, I just don't get that. But, uh, you know, just broaden your horizons a little bit. Then there are people that want you to do the stereotypical bullshit, which drives me fucking crazy. Like, we're looking for a Rosie Perez type. Then hire Rosie Perez. She is Puerto Rican and from the Bronx, and you just said this character, you know, uh, you want a real read, something rooted in real, not a caricature. And unless you are Rosie Perez, that's going to sound like a caricature with that direction. Or, you know, like Sofia Vergara, uh, you know, who's Colombian um, and has her own way of speaking, too. Like, how thick is this accent? Is it making, is it punching up or punching down? All of these variables, most of the time I say no. And there have been a couple of times where I've done it, and that character does not see the light of day again. I'm like, huh, I'm going to not take that personally. Fuck it. It's like the game didn't do well, I forget, in one in one of these instances. But uh, they didn't, they didn't do the audition. They did not do the audition. And for me, I felt like, they were just listening to, you know, their inner saboteur. Uh, again, yeah, there are times when you want to say no, but it reminded me, um, and Stephen actually brought this up, I think, on his response to that, where he was, uh, he called in a former student of mine. Uh, he called them in because he was doing uh, this live action dub, which, love or hate them, People won't distribute a foreign film without an English language option, which is why those exist most of the time. Distributors like Walmart, whatever, they want you to have an English language option. That's why dubs sometimes exist when it's like, hey, you know, train to boost on. I'm not going to I'm not going to watch the English dub of that. I'm in both as two different characters. And I think uh those were some still pretty grueling sessions. I mean, other live-action films, like, what was it? Uh, Sword, uh, Swordmaster. I directed a couple of live-actions. One, Higanjima, Escape from Vampire Island, and The Sword with No Name, which is a Korean film. Um, all of these things. But, uh, yeah, like, Stephen called in this former student of mine, uh, and he is giving me live updates. He's like... He's really combative, and he's refusing to uh, uh, to voice characters that he doesn't feel he's right for. And it was like Soldier A, Soldier B bullshit, and he just refused to do them. He said, uh, I'm not right for these, so what else have you got? I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, just trust your director most of the time. Most of the time, there are obviously exceptions, but I just, I remember hearing about that and going, wow. But, uh, you know, and that's why I'm very selective about even the, the students that I say yes to now. Um, I've had, I've interacted with some great people since I've returned to coaching. And I got to tell you, man, people that have, uh, like a couple of my students, they've, they haven't been doing this that long and just like how far they've come. 
Uh, I accredit none of how much they've grown as performers to my coaching. It's just pushing them to really see their abilities. But uh, I've also just been more selective on when to say no. There have been uh, a couple where there's an entitlement because you can have access to me. That's why, like, on like even on social media, if you just message me out of nowhere, I it's going to be a lot for me to respond to you. I just, it's just a barrier that I think is safe for my sanity. Uh, (laughs) It saves my sanity. Um, And also just, uh, you know, there should be limitations. Uh, I try my best to know when to get off the phone and uh, be with my people offline. And, you know, I don't know. There's just... It's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. But uh, saying no to more people, like there is um, a couple of established actors that just are so freaking phenomenal, but they're not comfortable doing uh, voiceover just yet. Uh, and I've said no just because I could be <sighs> working on uh, just a, a few other things. Like I'm in the process of finishing my my second book right now, which is in heavy drafts because I was close to one draft before I took this job and then I lost my pace and got kind of down on myself and got rid of some of the, the stuff that I had put aside for it. So it's recollecting all of that and take, and trying not to beat myself up about what I'm, you know, what I'm putting out into the world. But yeah, the first book is still out there on Kindle, uh, physical releases, and uh, as well as a full vocal cast on Audible and Amazon. It's called One of Few, and the full vocal cast includes me, Christopher Sabat, Monica Rial, Aaron Dismuk, Tia Ballard, Josh Greeley, Damon Mills... So, um, what was it? Charlie Campbell, Rob McCollum, some great people in it. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, that's that. Uh, it's really cool to be getting back into that. There was a point where I was typing last week, and Stephen just walked by me, and he was like doing this, like, <gasps> "You look so happy." I'm like, what? He's like, "You're just smiling." I'm like. I'm just smiling while I'm typing. How fucking psychotic does that look? But I guess I was happy, so hey. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's pretty great. It's pretty great to get back into writing things that I'm excited about. It's it is hard. It's hard sometimes uh, because I I was feeling um, something I saw. I forget who posted this on TikTok. Like there are. It's often that creators get burned out on their passions and don't do them anymore because they get burned out. And that's the last thing I want. So there's this thing about, you know, like, hey, I spent I spent years getting book one out. And it was for a few people, they meant this so lovingly. But after I finished, uh, you know, after I released the book. There are people like two days later, like, when's book two coming out? Uh, Well, after I finished the book, I spent a good year 
doing the audiobook for that, which makes me know that I'm going to attack this one differently and not release anything until all parts of it are done, uh, <laughs> which uh, is going to be a different kind of struggle. But um, um, yeah, like, or uh, so when people are like, hey, when's book two coming out? When's book two coming out? I've got friends that are like, my mom really liked this book or they wrote. Uh, it makes me happy that they enjoyed it. But uh, I'm not going to rush it uh, because I did just spend a year. Uh, I, I write really fast. I do. And I'd say the last year work having, you know, writers work directly underneath me and me editing all of their stuff and all of this. Uh, I did have to write really, really fast. Um, I will say work on, working on a live show, when people say that they write really fast, you better fucking mean it. And you better be a fast reader, which I read anywhere from three to seven books, sometimes three to ten books a week. Uh, be a speed reader, but are you a good grazer of stuff? Or did you absorb any of that? Because I will know. But, um, yeah, I... Uh, just talking to friends that still work at the advertising place, which there's another round of layoffs. Like there was some layoffs the last episode of Obscure Chatter. There were more. Uh, it, it's bananas. It's just absolutely bananas how how much uh, how much more grateful I am that I left when I did. But yikes! Um, and hearing like friends finally like like find a new job that they actually like where they feel respected um makes me very happy but so just seeing how happy they are i'm actually very content with the amount of work i've been getting which you know like i said it's slowed down a little bit but hey i'm still working still auditioning a few times a week trying to practice because i had covid in september um i'm Doing, I did a bunch of fight stuff last week, like ah, 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 all this, and it wore me out in a way that I am not comfortable admitting to. I it it still kicked my ass. Um, it's still kicking my ass. So I'm still working on building up my lung capacity. Uh, just because I mean, COVID is not a joke. So when you see me in public. I will be easy to identify with my long hair, but uh, and likely a very sparkly mask. But please keep your distance because I'm terrified, deathly terrified of getting it again. Because next time, who knows how long it'll take to recover if I recover remotely in a way that I can still work. It, it's bananas. So yeah, just doing what I can. Hope that you guys are doing what, you know, what you can. I, um, just trying not to psych yourself out of opportunities that come, but also knowing when to fucking relax. And I'm talking to myself as much as you there. And speaking of relaxing, I mean, uh, I was gonna, I was considering talking about like some other stuff going on, but I want to keep this pretty lighthearted. Uh, we can talk about some heavier shit down the line. And if there's anything that you are curious about and want to get more information or want me to talk about on air, all you got to do is tag me in social media or shoot me and or my colleagues 
including my assistant, Jean, uh, an email at perpetuallyoffbeat at gmail.com. Um, and let me know, and uh, maybe I'll talk about it in a future episode. But let's talk about some some things that I've uh, kind of been catching up on. Like last night, uh, I'm trying to <laughs> get rid of some stuff on our queue, and last night we saw the 2022 Firestarter, which apparently... <laughs> nobody liked i i think i think it was fine would i watch it again i don't know if it were on probably but i i was reading something like right now on imdb it has a 4.6 which is not great but um yeah you can still watch the 84 one with drew barrymore and george c scott and all that Still watch those, but uh, this one, yeah, the effects, uh, the effects are updated, and I think they altered. I have a first edition of the Stephen King novel. I can't recall though because it's been a minute, but uh, I think they adjusted her abilities where she wasn't just a fire starter. But I think they did that so it made more sense that she wasn't taken down when she was. Uh, But, yeah, I thought it was fine. I did read under trivia on IMDb, I read uh, that they actually, the Razzie Awards actually nominated the girl for Worst Actress of the Year, which, holy shit, like, the girl's, like, 12. What are you doing? Let's stifle a young performer, well, you know, before she's, like, fully grown comfortable in her skills. But apparently they they saw that (laughs) this was a bad call, just universally everybody kind of condemned it that they actually let the Razzie Awards themselves win Worst Actress of the Year, which I thought was pretty cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then I had to explain to Hoff, uh, my husband Stephen, I had to explain to him what um, the Razzie Awards were. Uh, But yeah, what else? Um, You know that there is that moment where like you see a movie like 30 years after it comes out. I wouldn't say it's been 30 years, but I finally saw Aaron Brockovich. I'm not a big Julia Roberts fan, and that's nothing to do with her. I just, I I don't know. Just, I don't really watch a lot of, like, I watch, okay. I'm taking all that back immediately. Like, there's still Magnolias, but that's, that's for, uh, at the time I think I watched it because I was obsessed with Sally Fields as a kid and, and Dolly Parton. Like, uh, one of these movies that I watched, which I, I haven't seen probably since I was a kid, was Straight Talk, uh, where, you know, she was just Dolly Parton being a radio host, or uh, 9 to 5, um, that I watched for her, and then I think I also remember, I'm like, oh, that's uh, Madison from Splash, you know, Daryl Hannah's character, Sher- Shirley MacLaine, Olivia Dukakis. Um, but yeah, and then Julia Roberts also in there. <laughs> Drink your juice, Shelby. Like, that kind of shit. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, Aaron Brockovich is really good. I, I see why it's quoted all the time. And obviously based on a real person, which, what was it? I think Aaron Brockovich herself says, like, 98% of the movie is true. Um, glad that I finally saw it, but, um, glad that I didn't make it a movie night. It was like Steven and, uh, Dismuke were, like just uh, fishing one day, <laughs> and so I don't want to do anything. So I put on Aaron Brockovich. I'm like, cool. There was a movie night where I try or we tried to watch Eternals. Maybe uh, I I don't know. It just 
I'm not going to say all Marvel films aside from Eternals are great. It was just anemic and hollow to me. And that is really hard because I've been obsessed with Gemma Chan, or Chan, excuse me, uh, since Humans. Which, if you've never seen that, the reason I saw Humans was because Colin Morgan was in it. Because I am obsessed with Merlin. Like, Merlin is one of my favorite shows. I try to rewatch it every couple of years. It's so good. And then it all ties back because the only reason I wanted to see Merlin is because I recognized Colin Morgan from an episode of Doctor Who. Uh, you know, but da 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 It's all... But um, I just... I couldn't get into it. Stephen and I gave it the 20-minute rule, and I, it just, I just don't think it was perhaps presented right. Like, it just didn't start right. It just depended on you being interested from the jump because of effects to me. Uh, it's like some great actors in there, but I just don't care. And I don't know anyone that else has seen it. So I looked at just the synopsis afterward. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like because when I watched She-Hulk, there were obviously references to, like, Eternals and uh, Shang-Chi. And I just, I'm like, I sure. Okay. Try to watch Shang-Chi, too, but I just don't like Aquafina. Like, she's too distracting to me. Just don't. I'm sure there are things that she's in where she's good. I just, I can't, I can't get into it. But I did another Marvel movie that I saw was Black Widow. Um, And I saw that with my friend Adam's take on it, which was, it's just, we constantly were like, hey, when are we going to get Natasha's backstory? And so we get a Black Widow movie, but it's actually not about Natasha. It's about her sister. Uh, And it really kind of is. It really does set up uh, Yelena more than give us more of a backstory into Natasha, but it's still really good. It had a lot of heart. Um, it didn't try to be, like, more than, honestly, what it needed to be. It's good. Yeah, check it out. Another one that I saw uh, is uh, Piggy from last year, 2022. So if you're into horror movies and you either speak Spanish or you're fine with subs, Hulu has a dub of it. Um, it's about this girl uh, in a Spanish town named Sarah who's on the thicker side and she gets made fun of. But here's a twist. Um, these bullies that like basically almost drown her at a point um, take all of her clothes as she's swimming in this pool. Take all of her clothes and frickin' run off with them, including her, uh, also takes her cell phone, everything. And so she's just wearing this bikini, and that's it. She doesn't have a towel, nothing. So she's just walking back to town, back to her, her apartment. She sees uh, this van, and she sees a hand pop up. And the hand is beating on the window, and it's one of these bullies who happens to be her former best friend begging her to sit, you know, to help out. And it's, hey, those bullies have clearly been kidnapped. And Sarah looks at, like looks at the guy and the guy looks at her. He throws her a blanket and then they wave each other, wave at each other, and then he drives off and she just watches her former best friend beating on the window, you know, still asking for help. I'm like, oh huh nice, but also, I don't know, (laughs) you know, did she make the right call? I don't know. But, um, and it gets more complex from there. Uh, And, you know, 
It, it's a horror movie, but uh, it's still pretty chill. I, I'd say with American horror, sometimes it's very like, bam, 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 bam. It's cerebral, and you do have to think about, you know, what would you do in this scenario? Is them being bullies enough reason for them to die? All, all, all this stuff, but that's interesting. And, uh, yeah, I watched, I watched the sub of it because I've been trying to, as I'm getting back into learning Spanish, just trying to see what I absorb just by listening and then sometimes being like, that's not what they said, looking at the translation. But the big movie in the last month that I saw was Promising Young Woman, which I feel like I slept on for way too long. But it, it was brilliant. Um, some people really didn't dig on it, which I can understand, but, you know, it's about this girl who, the opening scene is this girl that's drunk, drunk entirely too much, and she's drunk, whatever, this dude, you know, supposed nice guys taking her, uh, taking her home to, you know, make sure that she gets home okay and all this stuff, and of course immediately tries to sexually assault her, to which she immediately stops acting drunk and, uh, you know, it's like, oh, shit. So it's alluded to she does some kind of revenge on it, on her. And then we get more uh, of a backstory about Cassie, which Cassie was going to med school. Her best friend was Nina, and Nina was assaulted. And unfortunately, her uh, Nina's um, aggressor didn't, you know— get any kind of uh, she didn't Nina didn't get any kind of justice and Nina could not cope with that so Cassie is doing this kind of revenge thing to avenge her best friend Nina and it is it's it's a hard watch and oddly enough like uh, you know, Bo Burnham's in it, Laverne Cox oh my god and then the actual like lead who plays Cassie oh my god I think her name's Carrie something. She was Sally Sparrow in the episode of Blink of Doctor Who, the D- David Tennant Doctor Who. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. I feel like so stupid for forgetting, but it's, she's phenomenal. Uh, but also, Bo Burnham's got some really good acting chops, and Laverne, Laverne's always an easy win. But uh, it doesn't end the way that you think it does. I let the credits roll up on that, and broke down you know uh, it was just a couple minutes after that that Stephen like had to like he happened to just be I, I watched that myself um he like came and tried to talk to me and I'm like I I'm really sorry but I I, I can't talk right now and I tried to explain to him the movie um said that I I think some people feel it was a little too something. I I I think most of those men, and it could be a generalization, which generalizations can be dangerous. I understand. Most of the people that that didn't like the movie either understood it too well or didn't understand it enough, but needed to have seen it just to approach some stuff. In a different way, but I, uh, it, um, you know, no movie is. I don't. I don't know what movie is perfect, but I, I, I love this movie. I don't know if I could ever watch it again. Uh, great soundtrack. Um, yeah, and uh, it, it, it just hit me. 
in some kind of way, which it's very hard for movies to do that. Sometimes I feel as though I am a little too cynical, but when a movie does get to me, it fucking, oof, yeah, like it pulls no punches. Um, I, I cried a couple of times. Um, mm, yeah, so Promising Young Woman, check it out. Uh, it, I watched it on, uh, I think I watched it through Freebie, which Freebie is great, especially when you're trying to work on a budget. It's just, um. An, uh, an app that I watch it through my Prime subscription. You just watch it with ads. That's it. Uh, simple. Um, let's see. What else? Um, right now, currently, uh, I posted about this on my Instagram, but I am so happy that on the weekends, it, it does take some doing to not watch things immediately when they're released, but um, watching Mandalorian and this uh, the third seasons of Mandalorian and Picard and uh, like so on Saturdays we watch Mandalorian and on Sundays we watch Picard. Uh, Picard season three is the best season out of all of them. One and two. Two I liked less than one but one I thought was very special. It wasn't without its problems. But three is obviously the best right now because it actually does bring back most of the original cast. I'm trying to think, like, who is missing? And if you aren't into next gen, you are going to be lost on some stuff. Like, it doesn't even be like, uh, oh, hey, it's this character from da-da-da-da-da. We did all these things. Like, you either know who that fucking character is or you fucking don't. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, some some really great people that I've interacted with online and in real life being like, hey, like, it's so-and-so. That's fucking cool. Um, but, yeah, that those are both great. Uh, Mandalorian, some people are shitting on the third season because it's running really slow, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't mind it. I, I like where it's going. And, uh, only murders in the building with Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Mwah. Taking my time with that one, only watching it in the morning. Um, still talking about the Marvel Universe. Hawkeye. Hawkeye's really good. Los Spookies is one of my favorites right now. If you are a horror dork and you don't, again, like, just like with Piggy, like, if you don't mind subtitles or you speak Spanish, watch it. It is a horror fan's delight. Fred Armisen is one of the executive producers on it. Felicia, who has been a guest on the show long, long ago, um, she recommended it to me, and it's on HBO Max. It's so fucking good. But obviously, like, the the big ones, I mentioned Abbott Elementary, um... The big ones were uh, Lovecraft Country, which I'd seen before, but Steven had never seen, and he loved it. It's just so bananas to me to see uh, a show that had 18 Emmy nominations uh, get canceled and not renewed for a second season. It's bananas. But uh, The Last of Us, which um, was great. I, I'm not a, a gamer. I think I've gone on record saying that. Um, but... Uh, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. I didn't feel like I was watching a video game adaptation, you know, which obviously it was still very loyal to the game. And there are a lot of Easter eggs like Laura's in an episode, Ashley's in an episode, Troy's in an episode, uh, a couple of other people that were in the game. Like, that's fucking phenomenal. It's great. Um, but yeah, I, it, it was very much in that like promising young woman thing. Like after a few episodes, you're like, oh, that's that's a lot that's a lot of feelings 
And then, yeah, like, obviously, outside of that, there are books, which, hey, remember books? Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to read uh, as I'm writing. I don't know if this is the same for other creators, but, like, when you're, like, let's say you're writing a horror thing, uh, I I would stick away from horror media outside of what I'm writing just to minimize additional influences. So like right now I'm doing my second science fiction novel. So I'm kind of like minimizing. Okay, well, then I shouldn't be watching Mandalorian or Picard, but those are different kind of. Um, I, uh, I'm i not reading science fiction right now or not like straight up science fiction. Um, but I, uh, I read um, Gilded by Marissa Meyer who wrote a couple of series that I really enjoy. She wrote the Lunar Chronicles, which is the Cinderella or like fairy tale retellings, uh, the Renegade series, which is kind of her take on the superhero universe. Um, Gilded was, it's, uh, there are other, it's like the Cursed series or something. Uh, it It's a Rumpelstiltskin retelling. You might be into it. Check it out. Uh, it definitely immediately gets weird with some ghost love. I'll just leave that there. Um, uh, with my little, I have a little group of girlfriends. We call our group on our chat. Uh, you can't sit with us. <laughs> I think I've mentioned that before. But uh, we read the first Housemaid book by Frida McFadden or McFadden. And uh, the second one got released called The Housemaid's Secret. It's really good. Uh, it's a very different read for me. I tend to read a lot of YA, a lot of contemporary romance, historical romance. Like I, I like Sarah McLean, which I also read uh, one of her uh, older books or newer books. Um, the Rogue Not Taken, Scandal and Scoundrel, uh, read that. Uh, but... Um, yeah, Housemaid Secret is very different because there's mystery, it's psychological, you know, who done it kind of thing too. But also, still like I, I like this character who's just trying to get her life back together. It's the same character from the first book. Um, but yeah, that that was really good. I did run into um, one issue like where. I'm sure this has happened to other people, and it's happened to me before, but it's never happened like this, where I love uh, V.E. Schwab. Like, I, I talked about it in the last episode, really, like, a book that I, uh, I'll probably always love called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Uh, love that book. Cried um, here and there because, you know, it's a, it's a phenomenal book. She's written several books that I like, but... Um, I've always kind of slept on a darker shade of magic. I'd kind of grazed it before because my former best friend was really into it. Um, but I tried to fully like commit to reading it this time, and I just couldn't get into it. And honestly, I think it was just because I couldn't get out of my head that the former best friend was really into this. And it's kind of it's kind of like that sometimes with media, which is interesting. Um, is hearing like uh, like the the DVD menu for Shaun of the Dead. I haven't watched it on DVD. I still have it on DVD, but that's what was playing uh, in a loop for like three hours as uh, my boyfriend broke up with me. <laughs> So sometimes with Shaun of the Dead, I was like, 
Hey, remember that breakup that you actually saw come out of nowhere? Which, honestly, we should have broken up a lot sooner. And I hate that he's the one that did it because, I mean, I was still doing some shady shit that should have told me I wasn't happy. And so was he. And uh, I think... I think he's married now, and I hope he's really happy. I know I am. And, hey, we should have just ended it sooner. But uh, sometimes when um, I think of Shaun of the Dead, it is tainted a little bit in that I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, like the night this guy met my entire family was the night he broke up with me. Oh, my God. Uh, I... Ugh. But uh, so maybe it's something similar to that, but I just can't uncouple the book from the friends so i find my i found myself not really absorbing chapters i'm thinking like i'm going to attempt to read it again maybe in like five years down the line or something i don't know but uh i just found that fascinating and then luckily yeah no like i i then that's where you stop reading I uh, read a lot of digital books save some space and if i really like the book then i'll buy it physically um, that's just my way of saving some space now. Uh, I still got a lot of books, but it's just, you know, limited space. And also just, uh, when you want to pare down, you know, you can keep something digitally, uh, much easier when you're flying around. I want to take 10 books with me. I'm going to be gone for a week. Uh, can't really do that well and travel, but I can do that with my Kindle. Uh, <laughs> Kindle's great for that. Mm. But, um, yeah, read the third book by Jennifer Estep uh, of the Gargoyle Queen series, Conquer the Kingdom. Um, that is an offshoot series or a spinoff series, however the fuck you want to think of it, of the uh, Crown of Shards series, which the first book is uh, Kill the Queen. Uh, the third one is, uh, or the second one is Protect the Prince. And I think, uh, but yeah, no, I love those books. Gargoyle Queen series had a a, a little less suspense, uh, but uh, it's characters that were introduced in the initial series. And if you like fantasy at all, magic and uh, some gladiator style, like fighting and some saucy love sims, then give it a shot. What? What's stopping you? Mm. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, like I, I, I'm grateful to be able to have uh, all that kind of media and everything to absorb. And I hope that part of the, you know, part of the reason you're listening is this is something that you're listening to as an escape, hopefully, and that you're enjoying it. Um, because uh, uh, we've been doing this show for all. I want to say, oh my God, I'm trying to remember. Was it 2019? We've been doing this since like June 2019. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing this for a minute and we continue to do it because of viewers like you, listeners like you. Uh, and the second this stops being fun, it will be the second I stop doing it. After a little bit of hesitation and consulting, you know, maroons, I don't know. But <laughs> no, you guys, uh, the way that you guys interact with the episode, uh, get emails from you guys and little 
responses on TikTok, Twitter. And for those of you who have my number, you guys tweet me your stuff. If you are enjoying the show, please consider leaving me a review on however you're listening to this. Hopefully you're listening to the official feed, which right now that would be Amazon Music, Audible, um, Apple, Google Play, Player FM, Spotify, trying to think what else, Stitcher. Um, but yeah, just uh, if you're listening to it anywhere else or you're, you have someone curious that wants to listen to it somewhere, let me know. Uh, we've had a few other pod uh, portals kind of reach out that I have been so-so on, so I just haven't expanded it anymore. I like to think it's available in a lot of other places, as well as obviously ObscureChatter.com, which is where we initially put the show and we do a breakdown of kind of what we talked about. However you listen to it, thank you for listening. And let's see, as as I wrap up, very, very grateful because the next time I uh, talk to you guys, I'm going to be fucking older, just numerically and just because days will have passed from this episode to the next one. And um, one of the things, you know, like I don't do this thing on Thanksgiving where I say what I'm grateful for. But just trying to be more vocal when I'm into somebody like my my love languages typically aren't uh, words of encouragement and physical interaction. <laughs> like uh, I love when people ask if they can hug me rather than attempt to hug me, which I appreciate. But uh, trying to get out of my comfort zone and saying I really appreciate that you guys listen to Obscure Chatter and that you guys um, just help me continue to vent in a very healthy way. And I hope that sometimes, especially if you're struggling as a performer or just as a human being, I'm hoping that this brings you the entertainment that you need to lighten the mood or give you more information about something that you just didn't think about before. And if you want me to keep recommending or mentioning like books, TV, movies, uh, music, uh, I've been listening to a lot of... uh, new wave, but that should be literally nothing new because I, I, I'm i a giant new waver. Uh, I don't think that's a shock to anybody, but I, I listen to other things too, but new wave is my jam. And yeah, just uh, if you're ever curious or want a recommendation, let me know. I'll try to talk about it in the next episode, whether that's movies, television, books, um, what kind of microphone to get, anything like that. But until then, I want you to read good shit. I want you to watch good shit. And I just want you to to attempt at being less of a shit. Not necessarily stop being a shit totally. Just, yeah. And just be good. Until next time, you guys. Have a bye. Have a bye. Have a bye.